Okay, we are going and rolling. Hello, you guys. It's been so long. It has been a very, very long time, I feel, as since I've, you know, sat down, made an episode, and talked to you guys. I've missed you guys so, so much. And welcome back to Saved Not Soft. Woo! I am your host, Emmy Moore. Woo! And most excitingly, um, welcome to season two. Woo! Even more excited. I am so blessed. I feel well rested. I feel so joyous. I feel, I feel like exactly what the Lord has been called me throughout scripture. Like I feel amazing and um, I'm so excited to be back. I'm so excited to talk to you guys because my goodness, how I've missed y'all, how I've missed y'all. And this resting period I just took uh, has been so restorative and so amazing and so great. And I can't wait to tell you guys all about it and uh, what the Lord has shown me about rest and even just some other things here, here and there that he showed me in my resting period that I feel called to share about. And I'm so excited. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, my name is Emmy Moore. I am the host of this podcast. And uh, this is Save Not Soft. And why this is called Save Not Soft is because this is not a soft journey. This is hard. It's a narrow walk. And this podcast is to help you navigate what that walk with Christ looks like, to give you relatability to give you encouragement and words that are edifying and to just uplift one another through the spirit of Christ and I'm so excited um to be back and to talk to you guys because man oh man boy I've missed y'all and uh got so much to say before I go into what we're about to talk about today I would love to open up in prayer y'all know me um just so the spirit of the Lord can operate. And yeah, I'm just so excited to be back. So if I seem overly enthusiastic, like just know it, it's real. Um, so if you could guys, please pray with me. That'd be great. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you again for this platform. Uh, I thank you for the resting period that you just put me through. I thank you for the joy that you have put down in my heart, God. I pray that the people who are listening and the people who are watching this podcast receive a new revelation. They feel encouraged and that the words that come out of my mouth that are uh, inspired by you is edifying and is encouraging and uplifts your children. God, I pray that uh, as we learn the importance of rest, that this message sinks to the hearts of those who need to hear it. I pray that your brothers, uh, my brothers and sisters are, are coming to this conversation with open hearts and open minds and uh with open hands just ready to receive god and we're so excited to hear what you have to say give me the confidence to speak uh let your will be done i am a vessel for you this is not uh glory to me this is glory to christ jesus and uh i want everything i say and do on this podcast to circulate back to your son dying on the cross and uh doing the thing that we did not deserve. And uh, I just thank you in all circumstances. And I love you so much. And we know that you, we know that you love your children as well. And we're so excited to hear what you have to say today. Just speak, God. We are here to just listen to you. And we're so excited. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Y'all, I feel like this past month has been so crazy for me. Um, I'll kind of like give you a rundown of like what I did on the little, 
on a little sabbatical, you know, what a girl did and what that looked like, things I learned. Um, I would like to say this is probably the, the busiest my life has ever been in my entire life <laughs> uh, in the sense of like, I, I kid you not, trip, work, bus, plane, train, like restart like I was just everywhere doing everything like a girl was traveling I was doing some really cool stuff with um with work uh I went on a uh on a woman's retreat trip uh I went out of the state like I I I think I went to five states in one month um so that was absolutely crazy but the Lord has shown me so much um first starting out uh I'm just gonna tell y'all what I did. Like, we just having a conversation about what Emmy did during her sabbatical. But uh, the first week after I, uh, I, I I stopped, you know, I took a break off of here. Um, I got a really cool opportunity, and I was gonna tell you guys this in the last episode, but the last episode I was trying to film didn't work out because God was like, "You need to take your rest now, Emmy." I say now do it now. And I didn't want to listen to God, but then I had to, because I was trying to film an episode. It was just not working, babe. It was not working whatsoever. So, um, yeah, it was already like a week of me being angry and frustrated. Cause I was like, dang God, I didn't end season one the way that I want to. And he was like, it ended the way I wanted to Emmy. I was like, okay, let me, let me stop, (laughs) uh, and be glad that your will was done. And so, uh, God, instructed me to take a month off of ministry and to really regroup and refeed myself um and that's hard for me because I would consider myself a workaholic I'm one who likes to be busy I like one I'm one who likes to get stuff done who likes to have a full busy schedule so to slow down is like curse words to me (laughs) it's like I don't want to do that like that that sounds terrible it doesn't sound fun to me but uh the Lord was urging me to rest um so I took a break off my ministry and um that week uh the first week that I I wasn't on my ministry platform or worrying about Save Not South um I got a really cool opportunity to fly out to Orange County and to film with TBNX and if you don't know TBN TBN is it's either the Bible Network or Trinity Broadcasting Network, but I'm pretty sure it's Trinity Broadcasting Network. Um, but they uh, stream stuff like Veggie Tales, and probably your mom and and grandma have heard about TBN because they would watch like Joel Olstein and TD Jakes and like a whole bunch of different pastors on TBN um, because it is a Christian channel, and uh, they're expanding a channel called TBNX, which is curated for the Gen Z audience. And so they started a show called Girl Talk and it's not out yet, but it will be soon. And they got together young women, uh, a Gen Z together to talk about hot topics, um, women in ministry specifically. And I was one of those people. So I got to film with them for a few days out in Orange County, just talking about God's goodness and how he's moving, um, through my life and things I'm learning. And, uh, it, I was there with uh, seven different girls too. So we were just really like going off the dome and just hitting these topics. Um, But it was so ordained by God. It's so beautiful. And it was seriously the time of my life. So um, Girl Talk will be coming out soon. uh, And I can now talk about it, which is great. So uh, that's, that's something I'm so grateful for and just kind of like confident that the Lord has been pushing me in a, in a season of like, okay, Emmy, I want you to speak 
under my conditions. And I'm like, okay, bet. And um, as, as to why I got to talk about everything I did this past month is because it all correlates into me discovering what rest was. Um, I go to this, and, and, and this TBN joint, like, got, like, it's a full-on studio. Like, they got, like, a movie set, it looks like. They had different, like, studios and sets and dressing rooms and green screens and, like, these cameras that are, like, absolutely crazy expensive and ginormous, but it's because they're a literal, like, operating broadcasting network and being there uh it was like a little girl girl dream of mine and uh to those who watch me on youtube uh i made a post the the day i started taking my break and i and i posted a picture of little emmy and i said this girl need to be prioritized i've been shutting her up for too long and um i i realized that a lot of the stuff that i've been doing um is that little girl inside of me that's just like screaming for help. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I just I just got to cater to her right now. And that's the girl that needs rest. That's the girl that doesn't feel fulfilled. And I think I think we should normalize or I think we should talk more about inner child he, he excuse me, I think we should talk more about inner child healing because I think it's just something we all bypass, but I think something we fail to realize as operating young adults and adults in general, that a lot of the stuff that we do is the little boy or girl inside of us screaming and asking for help. And when we push that person off for too long, that person is going to end up ruling our body. Um, And I noticed that a lot of the stuff that I was doing out of whether if it was desperation or attention or feeling unfulfilled or depressed was the little girl inside of me that did not feel fulfilled. Emmy right now feels good, but the little girl inside of me just felt like she was working and she couldn't be a kid and she grew and she grew up too fast. Like I had to pay attention to her. And the longer we push off the children that we're called to be, we're going to act out of desperation and anger and sadness. And it's because we need to look at ourselves really deeply and say, you're loved. You're safe. Because Christ is with you and Christ has called you. And you don't have to work anymore. You could just be still. And you could receive the goodness of God. So with that intention, I went into this resting period being like, okay, it's little girl Emmy time. And it doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to act, act mature, immature, but uh, more in the sense of I'm going to prioritize that little Emmy needs rest. And this rest is going to be things that are refreshing to the soul. And uh, when I went to this TV joint, could you not, y'all? This was like my little girl dreams come true. And it's so funny how the Lord will give you the desires of your heart under his conditions. Because when I was a kid, I always wanted to be in movies and in TV and just do something really optimistic. And the Lord never put me in those areas, but I felt like I had this calling over my life. So as I got older and I started being a public advocate for Christ, and he took me into TBN and this TV network and they like literally it was like I, I got this little girl dream fulfilled and um I'm not saying any of this to be like my life's so cool 
I'm I'm sharing all of this because God catered to a need that I thought was like crazy. And I'm not saying I, I, I needed to be on TV. It's more like I have I have this urge to be creative and to speak and uh, to just be really optimistic. And the Lord provided that under his conditions. And it was so awesome. And uh, the set, for an example, was like me. Um, you guys haven't seen, if you follow my YouTube, then you have. Um, but you guys haven't seen like my full room, like behind, like I'm very minimalistic. I'm very just, I like things plain, clean, white, simple. Even my little brother came in here the other day and he was like, sissy, you don't got a lot of stuff in your room. And I was like, I do. I'm just good at organizing (laughs) and you don't see it because I go organizers under my bed and in my cabinet. Anyways, but I like things very clean and I like things very minimalistic. Like you're not, yeah, I, I just like things clean, okay, I grew up in a clean environment, I like a controlled space, and uh, this set for Girl Talk, this mug was pink, it had picture frames, and like, not a mess, but it was just like, it was so girly, and it was so like, childlike, and teenage-like in a sense, to where Emmy now, like, I'm not a big fan of pink, <laughs> but little Emmy loves pink, she loves pink, So when I saw that set, it was like a different part of me felt so happy. It was so weird. It was like, it was like a part of my soul that I haven't touched in a long time finally received recognition and joy. Uh, So when I saw that set and saw how pink it was, you know, 22 year old Emmy was, or 21 year old, I was 21, um, was like, dang, this is really girly. I don't know how I feel about this. Oh, but the five-year-old inside of me was like, I love this. I love this. This is amazing. This is everything I would have ever wanted in my entire life. And uh, I would I would say that little Emmy's really happy right now. And I'm glad she got to get that. Because I I feel really, I feel really good. And uh, I came back from TBM. I filmed with them for a few days. I flew back. Kid you not, I was home. For about two days, I unpacked, then repacked, because I went to Hawaii. Um, I went to Kauai, um, and this was before all the fires in Maui and stuff, which um, I've, I've just been praying over that because I've, I've served in um, a church out in Maui in a community out there and just learning people's stories and the culture and uh, and most because I was around the locals, um, just being around that and hearing the testimony of testimonies of other people, I would just highly encourage you guys to just pray over their land right now, uh, because they are not in a good situation. And I, I've been praying over it because um it's really sad what's happening and the local people are hurt and they need help and they need prayer and they need Jesus. Um they, they really need Jesus in this because uh, it's a really sad situation that they were in. Um, but I went two weeks before that happened and me and a whole bunch of girls in Christ, women in Christ, went to Kauai. My friend Kim, she absolutely slayed this, um, this trip. It was so awesome. Uh, basically the Lord put a call on her life to start doing travel ministry, uh, to where she would do retreats, holding devotionals and community for women to come together, uh, to enjoy the creation of Christ and, uh, and, and the creation that Christ has 
created. There we go. And uh, just coming together and talking about Jesus and finding women, women of God uh, who just think very like-minded. And it was so awesome. I left absolutely crying because I loved all the women that I connected with. And uh, what, what was so nice about this is that it was the majority of the women who went were in social media. And something that I've lacked in a lot. I have a great community. I have amazing friends where I don't get a lot in the community sense is relatability when it comes to work and when it comes to what I do for a living. Cause, um, I I know a lot of influencers. I know a lot of people who have been in the public eye. I have friends who are like that, but not a lot of friends who are in the public eye and, and is an influencer but is a hardcore Christian, a man or woman of God. I would like to say my only friend or one of them is Jean. Um, but besides that, like I really don't have a lot of friends in that industry. Um, so when I went on this retreat and the majority of them do social media or influencer work, it was so amazing to speak to these women because I related to them on a level that I haven't been able to relate on before. And not only was I able to relate, because I feel like relatability isn't even empowering if you're not gaining something back, whether whether if that's edifying words or encouragement or scripture or whatever it may be. So I was able not only just to relate, but also to receive revelations that they've learned um, through their walks and uh, just... I mean, we did devotionals twice a day. So we were coming together and talking about Jesus. And even outside of that, like we were just talking about how the Lord has been blessing our lives and things that we've done um, with our relationship with Christ and um, what our past looked like and whatnot. And just seeing that diversity helped me so much. And I felt like I was able to rest from from work in a physical manner. I felt like I was actually, like I went out there and I filmed content, but I enjoyed it. Like I didn't feel like this pressure to do anything. I was just going out there and I was just making stuff that I wanted to make. And I felt like I didn't have this pressure to perform or to uh, be a certain way that I would, I could just enjoy my sisters. And, uh, I, I w- and I was able to get up and leave from like my my certain circumstances that I'm dealing with at home. So just being away from that and breathing away from that and just seeing God's goodness outside of my problems was so nice. And um, I learned so much there. And there were some things that the Lord was teaching me in Hawaii because um, I would get up early in the morning and I would go to the beach and just sit at, at his feet. And one thing we talked about while we were out there was rest. And uh, one of my favorite verses, which is uh, Matthew, come on, come on, 11, 28 through 30. And it says, come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And the message version is way better. And it says, are you tired? worn out, burnt out on religion, come to me, get away with me and you will recover your life. I will show you how to take a real rest. 
Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay any. He- I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. And the Lord was just kind of putting this, just this rest over me, and I realized that rest is found in Jesus, and um, that I thought I knew what rest was before I went there. Actually, I'm a liar. I didn't know what rest was before I went there, but I thought I had an idea of what rest was. And God was just kind of like, you are so wrong. It is found in my son. And uh, it it is found when you just focus on me and your eyes are locked on me. And um, I knew when I was in Hawaii, I kind of knew while I was out there that I wasn't fully resting, that I was receiving a little bit of rest, but not full rest. Um, because I was still on social media, you know, I was still making content and, uh, it, you know, I, I just, I just knew I wasn't fully resting and, uh, I, I realized a lot over there and I'm going to get into some of those things later. Um, but I flew back from Hawaii feeling really good, really adventurous and optimistic and, uh, really fulfilled and amazed just by God. And I fly back home. I'm home for one day, kid you not, one day, unpack, repack, and I head to Vegas slash Utah slash Arizona for my birthday trip, and I planned this mug like, oh my gosh, like months ago, probably like six months ago. Um, I didn't really plan to stay in Vegas all that much, but like, it's fine. It was just because we were driving to Utah, and Vegas is the halfway point, so I was like, we could sleep there. Um, We... It was me and three of my literal besties. Uh, it was my best friend, Annika, Alana, and my little cousin, Tristan. And we went to um, Vegas the first night. And uh, we got dinner there. We just literally hung out at the hotel. And then uh, got up early the next morning, went to Utah, stayed there for four days, and then came back. Um, and that was amazing. And I felt as if... It was the same thing in Hawaii. It was like I was resting, but I wasn't really resting. It was like, okay, I'm away from everything, but I wasn't getting that full spiritual rest. I felt like I was getting emotional and physical rest, but I wasn't getting spiritual rest because I was still recording. I was still on my phone and social media and all this stuff. Like I felt like there was still like this work that I was putting in. I was vlogging for my YouTube channel. I was like strategizing things. Like I felt like I wasn't actually hitting that full rest yet, but I was enjoying my time for sure. And, and I wasn't stressed either. I wasn't stressed about anything. And that's why I say that I I experienced physical and emotional rest because not a single worry hit my mind um, in the sense of, oh, I have to do this or I have to do this. It was just kind of like, I'm here on vacay and I can actually enjoy it. So that was really cool. Um, But I knew there was something that I was missing. And while I was in Hawaii, sorry, I'm going to go back just a little, but something my friends were telling me, the women that I was uh, in community with out there, is they were urging me And they were also expressing how good it is to take a social media break. And I felt like the Lord was just telling me right then and there, like, I mean, get off social media, like just for a week. And I feel like God really wanted me to be off social media the week of my birthday. Um, And and I should have listened to him, but I didn't. (laughs) 
<laughs> because I wanted, I, you know, I wanted to flick up on my birthday. Like, I want to post my Instagram picture like, it's my birthday, you know? But um, the Lord was really urging me to just, like, get off social media. So when I went to Utah and I was secluded from everything, like, I mean, we were staying in the middle of nowhere in this amazing Airbnb. Oh, my gosh. It was so beautiful. But we were doing crazy, like we were doing adventure stuff. Like we were going ATV riding, we were going horse riding, we were stargazing, going to the lake. Like we were enjoying God's creation. I felt like um, He was really urging me to be like, "You don't got to record this. Like it's okay." Like, and and I and I wanted to because I love making content, and but I just felt like the Lord was just like look like you could get your content in right now it's gonna look great it's gonna be amazing he's like but when you come back you're gonna you're gonna get off social media and i'm gonna show you what you need to rest from i was like okay so i get back um from utah and as soon as i get back from my vacations i'm hit with everything before i left like i was dealing with a lot of emotional stress before i left and that just hit me again when I came back. It, it hit me like a rock when I came back, like a bus. And I came back and um, I started feeling depressed again and hopeless and just confused. And uh, after talking to, uh, and, and there was just like some other stuff too. Like I was getting a lot of stuff on social media that was really bothering me. And, um, people saying things that was really affecting my mental health. Um, and it was really making me upset. So, uh, the Lord was just like, like, step away, come to me and not necessarily like leave all this stuff. Just, he was just kind of like, come to me and like leave every idol behind. And this, this past week I haven't touched social media once. The only thing I've been on is YouTube and I'm watching more, more so like educational stuff. Um, and during the social media break, I've learned a lot. And now that I can put my physical and emotional rest that I got from TVN, Hawaii and Utah and that little girl fulfillment and that little girl excitement and restoration with the spiritual rest that I'm now facing I figured out literally what rest looks like and what rest looks like is it's restoration for the soul without any idols and you bowing before Jesus's feet and enjoying him. Rest is found in Jesus. And it took me that long to figure it out. Why did it take me that long to figure it out? It's because I have a hard time resting. I have a hard time resting because I, like I said earlier, I'm a workaholic. I like to get things done. I like to be efficient. I like to be booked and busy, babe. Like one thing about me is I like to have a full schedule, but we have to slow down. And one thing that my pastor said um, a minute ago, and it was so beautiful, is that if you're driving, like say you're on a freeway and you're speeding, like you're going to miss the exit signs. You're going to miss signs in general. But when you're actually going the speed limit, you can be more attentive of what those signs are trying to tell you. And I realized that in rest, that or not even just that, I've, I realized in general that I just can't be driving fast 
through everything or I'm going to be missing the signs, works, and wonders that Jesus wants to make in my life. So the importance of rest is to slow down, is to just be still. And I think there's things that we won't be able to even realize in our lives unless if we stop and stay still. And from someone who's a workaholic and likes to be booked and busy all the time, the Lord was yelling at me urgently to be still because he needs to talk to me. And all this stuff, this can wait. But as soon as God gives me a word, I I need to be still. I need to look at the signs. I need to be attentive to what he's saying and not act on the things that he blessed me with. Like those things can't even be blessed if it wasn't even for him. So how ignorant of me to be just speeding and going through things fast when God's the one who provided them. And uh, that's that's basically what my resting period felt like. It was just like, God, I'm moving too fast. He's like, slow down, stop. Everything else will be fine. And it will be fine because I got it. So resting also requires trust in the Lord. For me to be like, okay, I know everything's going to be fine. Because you're here. And uh, I kind of want to point out what what the Bible says about rest. And I think something we don't touch on a a lot is rest is a commandment. When you ask somebody, you know, you know the Ten Commandments? Yeah, thou shall not murder. Thou shall not commit adultery. Thou shall not covet. Like all these things. Do you know one of the first things that Christ, or excuse me, Do you know that one of the first commandments that God gives is to rest, is to take a Sabbath? And I thought I was taking a true Sabbath, but I was given like a half Sabbath to God. So I wouldn't touch work, but I was still like on my phone and I was still indulging in like this false reality in Instagram and TikTok and just like rotting my brain and not doing something that was refreshing towards my soul. And the Sabbath is so important. It talks about it in Exodus uh, 28 through 11, because this is where God gives that commandment. He says, remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. And what does it mean to be holy? It means to be separate. So am I really taking a Sabbath? Am I really, you know, am I really taking a Sabbath if my Sabbath looks like the rest of my days? And I thought my Sabbath didn't look like the rest of my days, but I just like manipulated it to not look like the rest of those days. I was like, it it looks exactly the same. It's just that I'm not like working, working, but I'm still like on social media. I'm still like tired and worn out because like, do you get what I'm saying? And also social media is different for me because that's my job. Anyways, six days you shall labor and do all your work, but on the seventh day is the Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you, nor your son, nor your daughter, nor your male or female servant, nor your animals, nor your foreigner residing in your towns. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth and the sea and all that is in them, but he rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. So you're telling me, God, that if I take a break and if I rest, that the rest of it, the the six days is going to be blessed. And I thought I was doing that right. No, I was not. I was not doing that right. You find rest in Jesus. It is refreshment and enjoyment within your soul. And something I want to touch on real quick is that resting is not sleeping. I, 
resting, mm, sleeping can be a form of rest. It could be a tool, but sleeping is not rest because how I would do my Sabbath is that I would just sleep all day and I would just go on social media and just kind of lay in my bed and chill when that's not even resting because I would go back to work and go back to my daily routine and be like, man, I'm tired. Like what's going on? Like none of this feels fulfilling. And it's because I thought sleeping was rest when rest is actually just being in the presence of Jesus. And when I find, when I find that rest in Jesus and I can actually experience that refreshment for my soul, like what, what do I got to sleep for? Like sl- sleeping can be used. Cause I do believe that, you know, people do have crazy schedules to where they don't get a lot of sleep. So like that could be something, you know, that you could do in rest. But for me, you know, I get my eight hours and God's like, I don't want you to sleep. I want you to enjoy what I've given you. Just enjoy it. Don't work. Enjoy. And I didn't realize how I was being so passive on the Sabbath that I wasn't enjoying the things that God gave me. If anything, I was sleeping on it. Literally. And rest isn't sleep, y'all. Rest is finding enjoyment within Jesus and the things that he's provided. Because do you think God hated making creation? Like God made the heavens and the earth, the seas and everything within them. And do you think he hated that process? No, he loved it. And then he enjoyed it. But it was still work. So I think that within my work, I'm like, okay, I love my job, but I just, I, I, I would just be work, 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 work. That I forget to j- just enjoy the blessings that God gave me without work. And it's not because I despise work, but just because I just need to enjoy. Even though I like the stuff that I do, like I just need to find just joy outside of work. And that's found in Jesus. And, um... Yeah, that was that was definitely just uh oh, and then one of the verses that we talked about in Hawaii, because we did talk about rest out there. Um, one of the verses that was brought up in our devotionals was for anyone who enters God's God's rests also rests from their works, just as God did from his. Let us therefore make every effort to e- enter rest, so that no one will perish by following their example of disobedience. Like, do you realize you not enjoying the goodness of God is literally disobeying God? You not resting is disobedience? Because I think some people like, we're, look, let's keep it a buck. We're in this hustle culture. We're in this culture that's like, you need to do this. You need to do that. You want to get here? You got to work and grind every day. And y'all, I'm speaking as a workaholic and someone who owns a business and has been self-employed and I'm only 22. We we put this pressure of, you need to do this, this, and this, and this. When God just calls me out by name as a daughter and he tells me to be still. He says, you don't need to do anything because I've already done it for you. And yes, there is value in work, but there's also so much more value in resting. And how do you expect God to bless your working period if you won't even be in a position to step in his rest? Like, how do you expect God to bless your work if you're not in a posture, in a position to enter rest within him. That just. Because it's like when we want to work, 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 we want to do it our way. But when we rest and we enjoy God and we fix our eyes on Jesus, we're doing it his way. 
and we're made in his image, right? Even God rested. If God rested, of course I would need to rest. And I just want to encourage and give you guys the permission that it is okay to rest. It is okay to have a day, to turn off your phones, to to just go out and smell the dang flowers, like to do something, like ride a bike, read a book, go on a walk, like whatever it may be, do something you want to do. I think something our culture has pushed on us is that if we, if we want something, we have to, we just have to work, work, work. And it's like, yeah, that's true to an extent, but we also need to enjoy the life that has been given to us. Enjoy life, y'all. God has blessed us so much to not enjoy it. Let's enjoy him. Let's enjoy him. Um, I want to talk about some things I've learned while I've been still and some things I wouldn't be able to realize unless if I went into rest um, and some things God was really urging me to uh, talk about or, or to learn and to really like assess. So uh, in, in, in the premise and to the extensus of like my ministry and things I need to learn as a leader and as someone uh, who has a ministry because this is this ain't easy y'all um but one thing the lord was telling me is uh is you know i have a heart that likes to give and sometimes i could give a little too much to where i'm not being fed and i'm not being taken care of i hit a point to where I was like, God, I feel so empty. And it's so weird that I feel empty, God, because I'm in your word. And I'm praising you on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I'm praising you. I'm singing to you. I'm reading your word. I'm in community. I'm receiving mentorship. Why don't I feel like I'm being fed? And I was so confused because I felt empty, but I felt like I was also doing everything I needed to do. And what the Lord showed me, and I kid you not, my jaw dropped on the floor when he showed me this analogy, is when you have a heart for people and you have a heart to teach and to lead people, this is something you'll you'll see leaders do at times, especially newer leaders, because this is something I I faced and I didn't even know I was doing this until until I stayed still and God told me. When when it comes to receiving revelations and word from God and something really new and exciting, I get really, really excited. And my first thing, the first thing I want to do is to share it with any and everyone. I kid you not. Like I get a new word from God. Let me tell everybody, even like my podcast, like I would learn something very fresh and very new, or it could just be like an accumulation of like stuff within the past few months. And I would feel just like this urge and need to scream it to everybody on the rooftops. And what the Lord was telling me is that, you know, Emmy, it's not bad that you're learning these things. I want you to know these things, but you're not consuming it. You're not digesting it. So what I was doing as a leader and I, I think this is something that when we get so excited with Christ and we get so excited with the things that he's been teaching teaching us, we won't even digest the things that he wants us to keep. Uh, we will just bird feed information to those around us. So what the Lord showed me as, as someone who's in ministry, 
I was like, why do I feel empty? I asked him, I was like, why do I feel empty? And he's like, because you're bird feeding every revelation and teaching that I'm giving you. What does that look like? God would tell, let's just take, I don't know. God would teach me something about idolatry. He feeds it to me and I'm like, okay. And I don't swallow it, but I'm tasting it. And I pour it into my ministry. I go, okay, God. And instead of swallowing it, digesting it and giving and and letting it give the nourishment that it needs to give for my body to function I or actually I did hold on bird feeding don't they swallow it regurgitate it and then so they don't even like truly digest it let me let me restart that I was like wait I actually know bird feeding they they swallow it then they throw it up and then they give it it's not just like a they throw it back up. So let me re-say that. So God would give me a new revelation. I'm like a bird, okay? He gives me this revelation. I'm like, okay, God, this is really exciting and good. It tastes amazing. And I swallow it. I regurgitate it, which means I threw it back up and I give that to my peers. I don't even digest it. I don't even let my body receive its its nutrients. I received it and I said, okay, this tastes good. And then I give it to my peers. And it's because I want my peers and my little birds, right, to receive the word of God. But God's like, you've been bird feeding every good revelation that I've been giving you. And you feel empty because you're not letting the food I give you digest. And when I tell you that hit my head, like, I don't know. When he told me that, it felt like he put a bat to my head. And I was just kind of like, dang. You're very right. God would give me revelations and teachings and a word and I wouldn't even digest it because I was so worried about feeding the other birds. But don't you know, this is where he, he's like, don't you know that I feed my children? That you could be used as a vessel, but in order for you to truly feed them the way that you're supposed to, you need to digest. You need to receive the nourishment and the food that I've given you. And what I didn't realize is that when I'm bird feeding revelations that God is giving me, I'm actually being passive and I'm not actually receiving the goodness. I'm just tasting it and then giving it to the next. And I have to, and when it comes to rest and the importance of rest, it's little birdie, me going to God and just receiving that food from him and trusting in him that these little birds over here are going to be okay. That I don't need to worry about these little birds. Because what happens if I keep passively bird feeding these birds and then they grow up one day and they don't need me? I'm going to be here like fragile and unnourished. So the Lord was just urging me to be fed and to just keep it and digest it. And I didn't realize that was something I did. So now I'm being more aware with the things that I'm bringing to my podcast um, and with the things I'm saying, not that you guys don't deserve to hear it, but really just letting God ordain the conversation of like, okay, I mean, I want you to keep this to yourself. And this is what I want you to tell my children. I'm kind of being more discerning about what he's wanting uh, to say in that. Uh, I'm learning also to be being and becoming a better leader in the sense of being more intentional of uh, of my actions 
and uh, what I do, but also to let it flow from faith and not from the fear of man. One thing, uh, and and I made a whole video on this on my TikTok and my personal YouTube channel um, because the Lord was just really urging me to speak on the fact of the matter of how we're communicating within the body of Christ. And, um, and if you, if you want to hear that, that's on my personal page. Um, just, it's just Emmy Moore on YouTube and it's on my TikTok. Uh, if you want to go, cause I'm not going to repeat the whole thing here. Um, but I, I was getting really bothered by how people were speaking to me on social media and I took it to God, like, and my community too. Like, I wasn't just taking this to God out of ignorance. Like, I was taking it to my peers around me who see me operate from a day-to-day basis and, like, actually know me and see me and see all the good and the bad that I do. And I was like, am I tripping? Am, am, Am I really doing something wrong, you know? And there were some things that the Lord convicted me on, and I think the number one thing that He convicted me on is, uh, He didn't really convict me to like stop doing anything it was more so to like he just asked me he was like what's your number one priority and I was like for the gospel to be preached he was like okay so if that's your main priority don't let anything come before that don't let anything come in that way so when it came to like social media stuff like if I'm speaking like a word and I got a crop top on and someone's really distracted by my crop top. Like, by all means, I'll take the crop top off and I'll put on something else, you know? And that's something I'm learning as a leader is that as a leader, I have to make more sacrifices. And I'm totally okay with that. Um, my irritation and my frustration doesn't come from the fact that I need to make sacrifices. It's the way that people think that they have the authority through social media <laughs> and through the internet. And these people do not know me. And um, they think they can tell me what I can and cannot do. And the way that they say it is not out of words that are empower that are empowering or edifying. They're out of words that are self-glorified and um, just not really rational whatsoever. And um, they're, they're weaponizing scripture to fit their needs. And I think a lot of people like the idea of power. A lot of people like the idea to be in a power position and to have a social media platform or to speak and to do all of these things, but they don't want to accept the burden that comes with it. And that's making sacrifices as a leader. That's putting yourself in a position to humble yourself and to be meek and to seek humility and to not fear man, but to fear God alone. And when you're in a position of, and I don't even want to say I'm in a position of power. I would, I would like to say I'm in a position of influence because of how many people I reach. Cause I'm not ignorant of that. And the spirit of the Lord is operating through that, but I know I have a higher responsibility. I also know though, that I don't have a perfect responsibility because I can't hold that if I'm not perfect. <laughs> so, uh, it's, it's more, I was getting really angry with what people were saying and I let that anger turn into love. And I took that frustration to God because I don't want to argue with Christians. I don't want to argue with my brothers and sisters. I took that anger up to God and I let him teach me how I could speak to my brothers and sisters out of love with words that are edifying and powerful, not out of words that are condemning and uh, and, and with a tone that is that self-righteous because you know, we could speak truth, but if our character is impure, it makes the God that we talk about look like a liar. And I don't want to falsely advocate for Christ. 
The way that I speak to my brothers and sisters, it needs to be out of words that are edifying and empowering. And and when I am called to judge a brother and sister, it's with gentleness. And, you know, I think a lot of Christians want to hop on the fact that we're called to judge, but we're also called to judge with a certain measure. And Paul talks about that when he wrote to the Galatians. And did I put it in this? Let me bring it up real quick. I didn't put it in this. I, I didn't. Give me a second. Where is it? Let me bring up this verse. It's Galatians 6. I have a lot of notes on this. Brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. But watch yourselves, or you also may be tempted. Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. And so when I hear that, restore each other gently, what does that mean? It means to do it out of humility. And we should make every, we should make every effort to keep the bond of peace and love. And we're treating our brothers and sisters like they enemies, but they're a family and we're a part of the same team and we're a part of the same body. So what I've been learning through this resting period is that I'm frustrated. Yeah, but I'm taking that frustration up to the Lord instead of relinquishing that on my brothers and sisters, because that's exactly what they're doing to me. And I'm like, this is not unifying us. This is causing division. So God, I'm going to take this anger and frustration up to you so you could teach me how I can be more loving and better to my brothers and sisters. Because what I'm, I'm reading this book right now and it says, uh, when people are big, but God seems small. Uh, and, and, and it's about justification in Christ and how naturally we fear man over fearing God. And what it's talking about in the book is that we don't necessarily need people, but we love people. Like, because I need God. I need God. But I'm also called to love people. I'm not called to need people. I'm called to love people. So I'm, I'm figuring out how to not need people, but how to love people and how to love my brothers and sisters on measures I even know I can love them on. And um, that, that's just been really fruitful too. And I feel a lot more joyous um, with my brothers and sisters. I feel a lot more happy. Um, because, you know, we all going through stuff. We we in the same boat, y'all. And uh, I just want to encourage my brothers and sisters to be nicer to one another. And, um, and to not be so heinous towards one another. Also, I lost my podcast notes. I'm like, let me get to it real quick. <laughs> Is this the... Yes, this is my notes. Just making sure. And uh, I think mostly, and this is the last point I'm going to end, is that there is an importance in receiving as much as you give. Back to the bird, bird thing. This resting period, I was able to be poured into and just like keep it to myself. And I was able to make this secret place with the Lord. And during this, I didn't feel pressured to be a leader or to be an influencer or to be a minister or to be the host of Save Not Soft and to not be a social media marketer. But I just felt like I was able to be a daughter and I was able to be the thing that God has called me to be. And I was able to just receive that. And that was really nice. 
So going forward after this rest, this whole month period of rest, I'm going into this idea of taking way more breaks off of social media for sure, because I, I, I wish I could continue it, <laughs> like, um, but I need to get back to it because uh, there's some things that the Lord's wanting to do. Um, but on my Sabbaths, like, what I'm going to do is I'm going to stop getting on social media on Saturdays. You're not going to see me on social media. You're not going to see a single video. You're not going to see a single post. Like I'm going to be off social media on Saturdays and I'm going to do things that little Emmy enjoys and things that little Emmy likes and, um, just be in the, in the enjoyment of Christ. And I'm so excited to just continue that. And now that I've discovered what rest is, um, I would like to encourage you guys to get on that journey with Christ to let him define to you what Christ, what, what, what rest is and how he wants to implement rest in your walk because rest is so important. And I think working is really important, but you know, I could talk, I could, I could talk about work all day, but resting, wow, the joy that I've experienced through it. And, uh, I would just like to say to God, I'm sorry. I didn't go in this rest sooner because I'm seeing how rest just glorifies him. I'm sorry, God, that, uh, I haven't rested the way that I needed to. And the truth of the matter is, is that a lot of you guys watching are tired and you're worn out. I would highly encourage you to rest. We heard earlier that there's disobedience and not resting. Take a break. You don't got it all figured out and that's okay. It's okay to not be okay. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Trust that when you put work down, when you put your phone down and your socials down, like God's got it figured out. You're allowed to breathe. You're allowed to rest. You're allowed to feel joy. Let the Lord give you that. Let the Lord give you that. And I pray for the people who are just like me and don't know how to rest. (laughs) <laughs> as a as a workaholic uh i would encourage you to repent and say god i'm sorry i haven't gotten this sooner and to just step in that place that's so fulfilling and let god guide you through it let god guide you through it <sighs> so excited to be back and i think that's a wrap but um I'm excited to be back, y'all. Season two is going to be amazing. It's going to be great. Ready to be on the grind and uh, deliver the the message that God has put on my heart. I'm so excited to to get it going. And it's amazing. It's awesome. So awesome. Um, two things. If you need prayer, there's a link in my bio uh, to... If you need prayer, I'll be praying for you guys. You can just fill out a Google form. Also, if you feel led to tithe, there's also a Cash App link. Um, if you're wanting to tithe toward this ministry, if you don't feel led to tithe, that's totally okay. Prayers are always welcome. And where I'm needing prayer is to continue finding rest um, for my mental health and um, to remain in the joy of the Lord and to be nice to myself and to stand in, in the justification that that he's given me through Jesus and to just, just look at Jesus in all things. I'm so excited about, uh, what's God, what God's going to do in these next few episodes. 
And yeah, thank you, God. Thank you, you guys. And um, I'm so blessed. So eternally blessed. I love you guys. I'll see you two weeks from now. God bless. Love you guys. Bye.